Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 206. And it's a weird episode this week because it's a pre-recorded episode, so everything's all thrown into flux, everything's all flummoxed. I don't know what's going on, but I do know that it's me. I'm your host, the greatest man who's ever lived, your funky leader. It's me, it's Matt. And with me, as always, is my friend Eric, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bear bringer, the beast master of Third Shift. And we can't really say this yet because the week hasn't happened. I can't say how was your week. How is your week going to be, Eric? What are you doing right now? That where you're going to be doing in the future, and then I'm going to like reiterate and and talk about again in the week the after the week, but then I'm going to be confused because I will have had a whole another week, so I won't know where the week last ended and began. It's crazy, man. Time travel is the weirdest thing in the world. I'll tell you this, it is strange. If you guys just picture like an hourglass just spinning through space, that's what this is right now. It this is. is woo. You know, we've only done a few of these episodes where we're not actually in the time frame we're supposed to be. And they're always weird, and this one's no different. All right, it's only been a couple of days since we actually did the other show proper, uh-huh. and so like I'm sitting here right now, going, "I'm not supposed to be here. What is happening? This is weird. It's, yeah. it's strange. I've already seen Matt. We've had we just had our fun night of gaming. I'm not supposed to talk to Matt again for like five days. That's just the way this is supposed to be. This is it's the natural order of things. I'm not supposed to be looking at show notes, but there are no show notes there are none. because there's like two things to talk about. Exactly because it's a pre-recorded episode, but it comes out later, so we do need to. Uh, yeah, it's I such like a it. it's such a weird thing, but it had to be done because, folks, I'm leaving. I'm going to Grand Haven. I'm doing some camping, and I'll be gone the whole week. So there is no day. And we can squeeze this in before I take off, except for right now. And we can't do it up there because time and time again we have tried and it does not work. The internet does not allow me to get on and use enough bandwidth to get through to people using the Discord, Skypes, etc., etc., etc. So, as you just heard, me and Matt did some gaming the other night. Man, did some Fall Guy matches. We thought we were going to get that number one place and throw it up on Twitter and we were going to look real good and it was going to be great. Uh It didn't happen. But... That's okay, because then we said, well, let's do some Lucio Ball. And we went in there, and we showed those boys and girls what was up. We showed them. Oh, yeah. We showed them who the champions are. Oh, it was a beautiful time. Had a great old time with it. And then we got into regular uh, matches, and it went 50-50 from there. Uh, it wasn't the highlight of the evening. <laughs> I seem to remember it being an awful time. Yeah, but I, I was too. also <laughs> I was also very, very drunk, so I don't know. That's where that's where the counter came in. Yeah. Because there was a lot of lost matches, but we were goofing off still through it. So I wasn't angry, but yeah, we lost pretty much like 80% of the matches this last night. Yeah. Besides, not counting Lucio Ball. Lucio Ball, we smoked people left and right except for a couple. So it was a good time. Had a good time overall. And since then, I've done, you know, family stuff, getting around, hanging out, went up north, did a birthday party. The kids got to go play in a lake, have a good time. We've been cleaning the house, doing all the laundry, you know, mowing the lawn. Y'all know what it's like when you're about to leave for a week. That's what we've been doing. I've been sweating it out. I just had a big old ribeye steak, so I got the meat sweats now. And this is me as we speak. What about you, Mr. Matt? Uh, hey, I pretty much did all the same things you just talked about, except, oh, hey, there, there's a surprise. I worked 11 hours on a Saturday to get us caught up at work from the COVID event that kept me home for two days, and our replacement people did absolutely jack-frickin'-nothing. So I had to go in 
catch us all back up. But talking about video games, Overwatch was fun. It was a blast. Fall Guys is still a fun blast. At this point, whenever the episode drops, I will have streamed some more Ghost of Tsushima. I will have played some Animal Crossing. We'll have had a good time in video game world because work world is going to suck. And that's pretty much it for the weeks. There's, there's, there's not even releases this week because it's a pre-recorded thing. We don't have nothing, but we do have shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands Game of the Year Edition and Borderlands 3. So hit up the Twitter, the Red Forms, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some free loot. Damn it. I do it now. So can you. We already went through this. That's right. If Matt's doing it, everyone's got to be doing it. That includes me. I got to get on there, get me some shift codes so I can open up them wonderful boxes. But, you know... Speaking of boxes and opening things up, Godfall opened up a box, a playtime box. They said, hey, we just threw out a brand new trailer at the State of Play, and they went, look what we can do. We can show you some gameplay for nine minutes or so, roughly. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, Matt watched it, and I thought before we got on to the main part of the whole show, we would go ahead and give some feedback on it. And I'll kick it to Matt first before I go through a few of my issues and or positives and negatives. What what did you think overall? Well, it came away pretty negative the first time that I watched it because, you know, we saw – we you do get to see some moves from the longsword. You get to see stuff from the dual blades like we talked about last week. But for someone who went into all those Eric's videos, and we saw, we've seen a lot of these moves and this stuff before – so it was kind of, for me, just like kind of felt like a rehash. But seeing more Godfall is always cool. I don't want to sound too negative on it. It was cool. It's good to see more of the thing. I like the narrated presentation of it as opposed to like somebody who's actively playing it and going, yeah, uh, kind of, you know, you can do like lots of cool things, but they forget which stuff to do. I like the edited clips over voiceover type of thing. It was fine. It didn't, it didn't thrill me and blow me away, but I liked... I liked it. I liked being able to see more Godfall, hear from Keith Lee talking about different stuff. What about you, Eric? You nailed it on one part. I liked the presentation of it. I liked uh, they showed some good environments. It looks great. The game looks good. Keith Lee was talking over it, and every point he had, they had an edited clip ready to go showcasing what they were talking about. I liked how it was put together. My issue comes in in exactly what you stated. We've watched the Eric's videos. We've gone in and seen all the in-depth stuff that's going to be there that has gotten us pumped up. And I'm not seeing it. I, didn't, I haven't seen it in any of the previous trailers. I didn't, and I was hoping I was going to see it in the gameplay trailer, but I, I didn't. I'm seeing like one or two baddies on the screen who aren't really attacking you, like you said, mm-hmm. aren't doing anything. And I feel like they're doing the same three moves over and over again. Yeah. I'm not seeing that promise, that feeling, that that, that oorah that we were getting when we're like, oh, you're going to be able to put this trinket on, that trinket on. You're going to be able to put on this sort of thing, da, 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 and you're going to be able to roll with your own crazy unique build and look like a freaking rock star. And he's getting the gameplay trailer and the trailers before it. It's like the same three things, just do, 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 do. And I'm like, well, this looks more like a hack and slash than it does, you know, like your RPG Destiny type looter shooter, you know, right. where, where I think they're going and what the way that I feel that they're talking about this game right now, it's just looking like a hack and slash. And so that trailer's like, I mean, like, okay, well, maybe they're just not showing it yet. And I think that's, that's the point is they're just not showing enough yet. Because when you even look at the combat that's going on, like you've said, like I said to you off air, the baddies are just kind of like hanging out there, not doing anything, except for that one boss fight. 
that, you know, that boss was running around doing stuff. But I feel like these are such probably footage from such early builds of the game where, oh, the enemies AI aren't, you know, they don't work together yet. It's kind of just like the most basic thing. So maybe we were expecting too much, but I feel like at this stage of the game, because it is launch should only be a few months away. We should start seeing some real in action, like live gameplay stuff of, you know, here's what the enemies will actually be doing instead of there's two wolf-like things kind of around the corner and you run up to them and they turn and look at you and you hit the one and the other one kind of wiggles a little bit and then you hit that one too and then they're dead. Yeah, they're not they're not showing the enemy AI, which leaves me going, what the heck's going on? And then on top of they're not showing the enemy AI really, they're not, they're not giving me what I thought they were talking about. They were talking about that this game is going to be all about being on the offensive. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to be going from bad to bad because there's going to be problems everywhere you look. And if you're not on top of it, and I'm thinking Doom Eternal style when when they say this kind of thing to me, then you're going to be knocked out. And every every little gameplay bit and whatnot, it's like one or two baddies, you know. And I'm like, well, that's not that's not on the offensive going over the top. But anybody can control a couple baddies. Right. So. I'm hoping, like you said, this is all just like a lot of early development gameplay, a lot of early stuff that they'd already hashed together way back when, who knows, and had it just set aside ready to, oh, okay, it's time for this particular trailer, bloop, it's time for this particular little tidbit, bloop, here you go, here you go. And then as we get closer to its release date, we're going to actually see some real, what you're going to get, what you're going to play gameplay, and maybe some uh, deep dives into like how the actual systems are going to work and how you're going to build your gear out to do things because the promise sounds fantastic but so far i'm just it, oh, it's gorgeous and it looks nice yeah but i'm not seeing the in-depth builds and longevity that uh, they're talking about and that's what i'm i shouldn't say i'm terrified of but you and i have gone through many many console generations and those first generation games that come with the launch of a console they all look really pretty, but they're all usually really shallow, or they don't work quite right. Or and and I don't want to say that I feel like this is what's going to happen with this, but when I'm seeing like these very this very basic combat and these, you know, I'm not seeing the AI and a gameplay flow or feel, it it puts me in that mind because hey, it's a it's a PS5 you know launch game or at least launch launch area launch region game. And I don't want it to be that way. I want I want to see the cool systems. I want to see cool flow in combat. I want to see good enemy AI. And like I said, hopefully it's there, but we just haven't been seeing it. And it, it puts me back to, you know, those Xbox 360 or Xbox One or original Xbox games where everything looks so cool, but there's not there's no meat on the bones. I'm hoping that's not the case here. Show me the meat, and then I'll know that there's meat there. Exactly. So for now, let's just say the trailer was okay, but not great, and they didn't showcase some of the stuff me and you were looking forward to, and have been, not promised, but kind of told going to be there, and what we got pumped about. If you, a couple episodes, we were gushing and having a great time with it. Mm-hmm. I still feel like, hey, this has a lot of potential, but we, like you said, we got to see it. We need to see some actual what's going on right now gameplay. And I feel like this is, again, a, a point of us looking too much at it like like we said we've watched the eric's videos we saw the captain america shield thing we've seen like the shield slam all all these different cool moves i think we did see a couple new moves in this trailer but for people who just follow the godfall twitter account or 
you know, haven't even been following Godfall, this probably shows off a lot of cool stuff that you haven't seen before. But if you've been watching all the stuff that we have, it's kind of more of the same. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just we're too close to it and that we've, we've seen all this cool stuff. And then they just showed it again and we went, okay, yeah, but, but what else? But we're too deep into it. I don't know. Cause that, this happened with Borderlands 3. There was some cool stuff that they showed off. And then when they went to PAX, they showed the same stuff, and people went, ooh, ah, I had no idea. Maybe this is that again. It's definitely possible. So we'll, we'll, we'll cross our fingers, we'll sit back, relax for a little bit, yeah. let God fall on the crew, figure out what they're up to, and then, of course, whenever they get it, we'll come back at you, and hopefully it's going to blow our minds, and we'll be right back on that train, riding along, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of getting your mind blown and riding on trains, this is a perfect segue. Because we're going back to the metaverse. We're talking about Persona 5 Royal because that's what we're doing. There's no news now because it's it's Sunday as we're recording this. It's in the past. There's there's no Borderlands news. So we're gonna start we're gonna keep rolling on through Persona 5 Royal. We talked about after Shido's Palace, the public is really apathetic about the results, about his confession, about all this stuff. And what is the the cognitive palace of the public? It's Mementos, which Train tracks. Yeah, the subway trains. You know, it, it it works. It works. You had you had to go on a long journey for that segue to connect. If you didn't know that already, but if you did, it was a great segue. Exactly. We promise you, it worked. It does work. <laughs> so yes, that's where we're at. We left off. Everyone's mad. Doesn't like the, the Phantom Thieves. The public's got to be changed. They're, they're a bunch of crackheads who just listen to what they're told. Surprise, surprise! Oh my God, it sounds so familiar. Yes. And here we go. Now we're going to go into mementos and we're going to change the public's perception of Shido so that way we can finally see him for who he truly is, get him out of the door so that way he doesn't take over and ruin everything. Oh man, man, what'd you think? What, what's mementos? What's going on here? How do you like this? This is the part where you unlock it. Further mementos door, you start going really deep down into it. Stuff is starting to look really, really creepy. There's all kinds of really tough enemies in here if you're not overpowered like both of us were. So from the original game i loved that part it felt like stuff was getting really intense like the story got intense a palace or two ago but now the combat's getting intense you're going up against you know personas that are modeled after gods that you or i would know you got thors you got all kinds of heavy hitters in this deepest part of mementos and then the other thing i like i like the floor puzzles in this area i really really like those because it's something that hasn't come up at all in the rest of the game it's totally unique to this area and it's a puzzle that doesn't really have a, a like a hard fail state. If you fail the puzzle, you just go, oh, well, and you go and you hit the button to light up the floor tiles again. It's not, oh, you failed it. Boom, here's a giant mini boss that's coming down, whacking you around, and or, or, you know, you lose some HP or anything. It's just, oh, just try it again. And I like those kind of puzzles, the little walking puzzle and, you know, oh, well, if I try it this way, that works. If I try it this way, it doesn't work, but I got, you know, the little kernel in my head if I'm going to solve it. So I really like this area. I just wish I wasn't so overpowered in this run-through of it because I miss that just tense. What is the shadow that I'm fighting? What's it going to do? Oh, crap, it hits like a Mack truck. Got to get you on heels. Got to get her to do this thing. And it was it was all gone here because I, I literally just ran through everything with the insta-kill. I mean, I fought a couple battles, and even those were just attack, attack. I know that's weak to fire. Boom, it's down. Everything's, everything's toast. What about you, Eric? So... 
those puzzles you're talking about, in case anybody's wondering, like Matt said, they're tiles on the floor. They change color when you walk over them, and you have to walk over them in such an order that they all turn the same color by the time you get to the door. Mm-hmm. Those are fantastic. I agree with you. I love doing them, and for whatever reason, I have like this this native, intuitive little sense about me when it comes to those types of puzzles, yeah. where I'm just like, I just naturally see the flow. It like It's like some kind of weird magic. It lights up for me, and I'm like, oh, and then the feeling of every time just popping it like that, I'm like, yeah, God, I'm a genius. You know, I'm not a genius, but man, that's like my little go-to spot right there. Mm-hmm. And every time just tickles my fancy, makes me feel so special. I love them. And I also like how in this one, you're as you're going in through the mementos, you're finding individuals, uh, shadows, whatever you want to call them, that are down there, and you can go talk to them. And then they'll be like, hey, you know, my life sucked forever. I've got a dead-end job. I don't care about anything. I just sit here. You know, so why why should I stand up and care? You know, I just let people make choices and let the world flow by. And it's these, it's you, you get this over and over again, this theme of people who are just, you see in real life constantly of just, People who don't care, people who just to do what they're told, uh, you know, giving up, all that stuff. And then you see the the, the different baddies as well mm-hmm. as you progress that have been beaten by you. And now they're in here and they're just like, yeah, man, you don't have to beat me. I figured out yeah, hell with it, you know? That's my favorite part of this dungeon. Like, I don't remember it that strongly from the first part, but when I got into it here in Royal and I saw Kamoshida and Madarame and all the bad guys in here... And going from when they were leaders of palaces who looked down on you, who were high and mighty and full of arrogance, and nobody can ever touch me, I'm the best, everyone else sucks, to now they're in the palace and they're just like, oh, well, what's the point of even doing anything now? Like, even even the ones that are sort of, like, they're still conversational. It's still somewhat proud, but they're, they've been beaten down so low, even lower than you ever beat them by this thing that's sucking down the entirety of humanity. It's just the, that juxtaposition of they were up so high and now they're just laying in the gutter. And it also makes you wonder, like, not they were bad people, you know what I'm saying? For for sure, all of them are bad. But the way they talk to you and the way they tell you how they're just giving up and don't care, you do stop and go, wait a minute, this person at least was trying to be an individual and trying mm-hmm. to do what they thought was right or what they wanted to do, whether it was good or bad. They were an individual. And they, they, they make sure you understand that you beat that out of them. Well, I mean, yes and no, because you, you drag them down to being like normal, but then this has pulled them down to just where they just give up on everything. Yeah, that's true. It's hard for me to say, but that's what I like about it is because you see how wrong it is. Like even as a normal person, they have personality and they're, they're, they're all deeply regretting the stuff that they've did. Mm-hmm. But then here they're just like no personality, nothing. It's so wrong. Even though you hated them when they were on high and acting like a total asshole, they should just be normal, but now they're below normal, and it's just... It's it's so weird. It's weird. Yeah, it feels strange. And it kind of made me stop, because between, like you said, beating them, taking away their big spike of personality and ambition and arrogance, etc., then, like you said, it dropped them further. And and I'm just like, wow, man, maybe if I hadn't, like, beat them, beat them, like just beat them regular, maybe they'd have been able to fight it. No, but it's too late. Now, like you said, this this evilness, is this, this freaking whatever, has just dragged them all the way down, and everybody's just like, I don't care anymore. It's like, oh, I don't like that. That makes me sad. Yeah, I, miss, I miss King Kamoshida. Come on, man, put your crown back on. 
You still You're got right. this. Come on. But do it in a non-pervy, weird way. Just be, <laughs> just be, <laughs> just normal. be normal, bro. <laughs> you can go home and put your crown on your head. It's fine. Just don't do it at school. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's just, it's pretty cool to see. And I love how they added all the other humans in there, too. So you get your interaction from all types of random folks with their own little story. It just kind of gets you really in the mood for the dungeon and really kind of understanding what you're going up against. And so then, like you said, all the ba- all the baddies in here are super tough, and if you're not overpowered, you're going to have a great time with it. You're going to have to pick and choose your battles. You're going to have to actually think about running away from some of them and skirting around and avoiding conflict wherever you can so you can make it all the way through. And, you know, of course, a little puzzle solving along the way, and it gets creepier and creepier as you go down. As Matt yeah. mentioned on the top, it just gets even more, like, diabolic and you know, like red and black and just weird you get to the bottom and you find that big arena that's all full of people. And now, thinking back on it, it reminds me of Paper Mario, the Origami King, because every battle, you're in a little arena with bleachers and little toads are going, yeah, yeah. But nice. this is where you find... Actually, what what is it that it looks like at the beginning? I can't remember, because it doesn't start off as the giant Holy Grail. Oh, it's the hands. The hands, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's the two hands. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this fight is just... For me, it was, well, God, it just sucks because everything was so easy. It was just so, yeah. it was so easy. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it, but there was nothing here that challenged me whatsoever. I just smoked through it and got the chalice, da 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 da, and just boop, 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 boop. Yeah. It, it made me really sad once I got, especially to this boss fight. Like I mentioned it with Saya before, how we just smoked her. Shido, I liked the, I liked being able to smoke him because it was one-on-one, him and Joker, and it oh, felt yeah. good in a story fashion. But here, once you got to the the intro part of this boss, because you fight it in one phase and then it throws you out to have more story stuff and you come back later, this boss was really tough. Both phases of it, in my first playthrough of Persona 5, I was scratching, I was biting, I was trying to get through. This is where I definitely started using SP items and recovery items and all that stuff. But here, you run up, you fight the hands, it turns into the chalice. You fight it a little bit. It didn't even get close to getting me down or anything. And I just went, ah, oh, crap. Come on, this is this is one of the big moments of the game. I just clearly remember, of course, it sucks in all the will of the people, smokes you. And I and I didn't like that because I was obviously a god tier and I was smoked this dude, like, hands down. And, of course, I'm like, well, that just completely throws me out of the, the reality of the game for a minute because it's like, no, I, I can totally kill you. This is... Not a challenge at all. And it's like, oh, boo, you got to get thrown out. You're screwed anyway. <laughs> yeah, the cutscene where Ryuji's like, oh, no, it's going to keep healing itself. We're never going to win this battle. And I was like, dude, I didn't even need to pop a single heal on us yeah. this whole mm-hmm. battle. It doesn't even matter. I'm just going to stand here and just ha- have him attack. And also, what do you care, Ryuji? You haven't been in the team in forever. Get out of here. But yeah, I mean, if you're not over- overpowered like we are, then... It did. Ma- it made sense in Persona Five regular when it was a tough fight, and you were like, "Oh man, I don't know how I'm going to beat this crazy Grail thing." And then it healed too, but then it kicks you out. It kicks you out to the real world, where you start seeing all this memento stuff break through these giant bone bridges, all kinds of craziness. And at the same time, nobody else seems to notice it because everyone's just so numbed and deaded down that they just don't. It's a crazy cool moment, and it's hard to describe it on a podcast without. I mean, if you know it, you know it. It's got the apocalyptic skies, the bones and everywhere growing out of the ground. And then it starts like raining the blood or whatever it is. And then people start disappearing and everyone's screaming and it's 
just complete madness and your team just feels like they've utterly failed and they're like scared and they don't know what's going to happen to them and then they all start phasing out of existence and disappearing and then you know it's like that spider-man moment in uh, endgame you know, like, <laughs> i was just gonna say they're getting ashed by uh, thanos here you just mm-hmm. exactly it it, it it hits you in the feels you know you obviously as the gamer know that there's something else mm-hmm. but at the same time you're watching all your homeboys and girls just scream out and ask for help and just watch them disappear and think they failed and that's it it definitely did hit me in the fields when i was playing through it again i know the ending of the game obviously i know we go on and do other things but yeah just watching everybody who when we rode that rocket ship up and especially now we're the most powerful characters that have ever been in any kind of game ever and we still can't do it and we're starting to fade away and everyone's everyone's weak and like shaking and help me joker and all you can do is just watch them go until you start going too Oh, it's brutal. Ugh. They all depended on you, and you kind of failed them. But then, as you know, it doesn't end there. You wake up, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? And you're up in this like prison cell. This is the cool part, because having played Persona 4 before I played 5, I always knew there was something wrong with Igor, because he doesn't act like this in 4. Mm-hmm. He's super friendly. Well, you know that. He's like a friendly, old kind of old kind of yeah. coot kind of guy. Like, yeah. And in here, he's Silly super good. violent and dark and like mean to you sometimes, and he, he makes fun of you a lot. So this is the part where also where the two wardens, who if you start progressing their social link up, they start asking, why is this list here and what is it we're doing? Mm-hmm. And they kind of find out that it's their job to guide you, and they realize that, which you can tell based on their hat and the eye patches and the design of them, they are something that was split into two. Split in half. This yeah. is where they come together... They form their yeah. true self. Yeah, because Igor orders them to execute you. That's what, yeah, that's, that's what happens at this point. You failed me. Yeah, and then they realize that's not what they're here to do. She reveals that Igor isn't Igor. Igor that you've been talking to is basically the Holy Grail, the the, the bad demon thing that's been controlling the populace. The god Yaldabaoth. Yaldabaoth, something like that. Something like that, whatever. And he reveals that he imprisoned Igor. He's like made a bet on you, whether or not you're going to be able to resist the ruin that he is there to create and to to drag the world down. To bring. Uh-huh. And of course, Igor and Lavenza, they believe in you. So now that she is here, he basically just runs off and they yeah. let Igor back out. It's kind of weird how it's like, yeah, my evil plan is it's come to fruition. Here it is. Okay, see you later, though. I guess we'll fight in a bit. Yeah, well, that's kind of what happened. Was he was like, "Oh, the the, the jig is up." Okay, you're not gonna kill him for me. Wow, I guess I'll give you another chance since this is all part of the game anyway. Sure. Hey, that's cool. We'll see you in a bit. And then obviously the real Igor comes out and goes, "You want to save your friends? Go get them. They're all waiting for you, man. They need your motivation." And this is another part I really like. It's almost like what we just talked about with the rulers of the palaces. All your friends who started off so low, now they're kind of back there again. Like, we tried, we went up this rocket ship to the moon, and we just couldn't make it, Joker. And you got to give them that extra little prod. Like, hey, like, Anne, uh, what would you say to Sheho if she saw you like this right now? Oh, damn, you know what? I was doing this for her. I got to be strong for her. Thanks. And then you get to say it to every single one of them. Break time's over. And they go whoosh, back into their Phantom Thieves gear, and you're back to the races again it feels good i love all these little moments it's just ah it's just a cool part of the game i really like it 
Yeah, it's that it's that boost. It's that pick me up you needed right from just when you watched all your friends get ashed out because it sucked, and now you're like, nope, we ain't giving up. And then of course you being the hero, Joker, you know, and going in there and going, you ain't stopping yet. And they're like, yo, you're right, Joker. Whoa, yeah. And then by the end, it's it's perfect. Now everybody's ramped up onto eleven. You're like, yeah, I did it. I got my homeboys and girls ready to rock and roll. We're about to smoke some dudes. But then the question is. Hey, where's Morgana? And this is where you learn Morgana's backstory. Mm-hmm. That Morgana was basically made to help you do this. They made him to be your assistant. There's also that big giant cell in uh, the prison that everyone says, huh, there's something behind here or or what is it? And that's where Igor was and where Morgana came from because he made mm-hmm. Morgana there and sent him off to go help you and rescue you. It's cool to finally hear Morgana's backstory. Obviously, he's more than just a cat. It's kind of nice that he gets a, you were made for this really important task. You were there to save the world or to help me save the world. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he he gets a little bit of redemption of just, he comes to peace with what who and what he is. I don't know, it's a cool moment too, because he's not in the cell. You come back with all your buddies and you go, yeah, but where's Morgana? And then you get the good backstory. I really like that. I love the build up to it and then the, the payoff there. And then, of course, you get to the point now where you go up, up a new dungeon once again mm-hmm. to take take the old chalice and uh, Yaldabaoth, whatever his name is, out and finish this once and for all. And on the way, it is just mini boss fight, mini boss fight, mini boss fight, mini boss fight, mini boss fight. Boom! Right at the boss. So this is like your. This is it. This is the typical JRPG final fantasy style dungeon end game here. I loved this in the original game because again, you have this like nightmarish look to everything. Like you've gone from like the the nightmare hell of depths of mementos to like nightmare heaven because you're fighting all the angels. Like if you mm-hmm. go into your your third eye vision, everything is super strong. You know, you got a lot of like the flaming enemies and all that stuff. So when I hit this point in the first in the original game, I went, oh, damn, because I barely scraped through Depths of Mementos. And now there's even tougher stuff up here. And it was intense and cool. And I actually started hiding from enemies and sneaking around. And then in this one, I just ran through and smoked everything, especially even the mini bosses that have mini bosses were nothing that have, you know, no weaknesses. They got a lot of blocks and repels and, and their quote fingers hard to take down. But instead, I just hit them a lot and then they died. And it made me really sad because I remember that, like, oh, my God, I can't believe what we're fighting up here. And then now it's just, eh, boom, boom, boom. Just run through all the enemies and fight the mini bosses. And it's no sweat. See, I wasn't sad about this one, though, because I, I feel like this one, for me, just felt more like a, a fun story now. Like, I wasn't in game mode anymore. I was just in, let's watch the end of the game mode, you know, let's watch. Plus, I knew we were coming up on... You know, the extra bonus content that Royale provided. True, true. So I was super excited. I really wanted to get into the new tidbits, all the new content. So I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just roll, baby. Just boom, 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 fight, fight, fight. Yep, get out of here, Raphael. Get out of here, get out of here. All the way to the top. And I was like, yep, let's do this. And then you get to the top and you fight the big Holy Grail again. And this is the part where you actually get to beat it because right away, and why did this, how was it this happened? In my run through Persona 5 original, my team was always Ryuji, Morgana, and Makoto. Always, always, always. And this one, I decided to change them up. And I wasn't going to change out the two healers, so I brought Yusuke in. But for some reason, I ended up with Ryuji, Morgana, and Makoto for this boss fight and through the entire end of the game. Because when it comes up and it's like, hey, we're going to fight the Holy Grail, but we need to cut those damn tubes. Who's going to go? 
And I went, well, it's you, Ryuji. And I went, why is he here? He he went last time, and I got to see the whole same thing again. And it was just, it was the it was just this weird perfect moment of just I don't know how he got there, but he started rolling through the end game with me, just like he ran through 120 hours of Persona Five regular with me. I was like, I'm, this is it. I'm back. I'm back in the saddle with all my homies. Back at it. You just unconsciously, you're just like. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember like actively going. Hmm. I'm definitely going to do this, but it happened. I don't know. It's good. You send them away to cut the stuff, and then we've said it already. I, I feel like this version of the Holy Grail had at least one attack that would do like a third of my damage because he does a lot of almighty attacks. So uh-huh. he charges up. Boop. So I did have to heal like once or maybe twice throughout this fight, but other than that, it was just a it was just to spank it down. Yeah, the challenge was no big challenge. Just boom, boom, boom. It was doing a bunch of like big AOE stuff. And then, of course, Yaldapoth comes out. Mm-hmm. And this fight, even though I smoked him, is fun. It's yeah. a neat fight. And, and, of course, in the old days, it was very challenging. This time around, not challenging, but still really cool because he brings out these different arms and stuff. And then, like, one's the gun, one's the bell. And they have these different attributes and different things they do. And of course, you wanna you wanna decide if it's better to have two people smoking the main boss down and one person focus on the side, or if you wanna all get on board and just get rid of them freaking hands as quickly as possible. It's kind of strategic, and depending on which one's out and how it's affecting you and your crew, you gotta make the the smart decisions on what to do. And of course, later they all come out. And that's what I like about the arms too is they each inflict their own unique status effect. Like it's like the the book of lust or whatever, because all the palaces so far have been based off of like the set of the deadly sins, and so each of the arms infect infects you, one of your party members, with one of those deadly sins, and it's typical of the status effects that have been going through the game in general. But it's just unique enough. You get a unique visual effect on you. It's kind of like doubled up status effects or something. I only got hit by a couple of them just because they threw a bunch at Joker, and he just went, "Nah, dude." But I really like this boss fight. I like the variety of it. When a new arm comes out, what's this one going to do? What's it going to go for? What's it weak against? It's a lot of fun. I never, I didn't have any issues at all with this boss fight in the original game, let alone this one. It was all super easy, just heal and attack the whole time. But I like this boss fight. It's really cool, you know, fighting a giant god as little tiny puny people on a little... Little island. Mm-hmm. The setup for it looked fantastic. Had the clouds going around, all the backdrop there, and like you said, the little island, and you're tiny compared to this thing. Mm-hmm. It did make you have that really good end of the game feel. Yeah. And then once you beat them, you get that really cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Before that, you got my oh. favorite story bit of the game. Oh well, you're right. You're right. Oh my god, the big drop. Yeah. Because you do beat him, you whittle his health down enough, and then he goes, "Bah, mm. screw you anyway," and hits you massive attack. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's starting to get blown away. They're like, "Oh, god, we've come this far, one. and we can't even do it." And then, boop, cut down to ground level. And little for me, I think it was Mishima who first ran up and goes, "Yeah, fan up these. I see you, and I believe in you." And then all your rank ten supporters come out one by one, and they go. Oh, man, I've been, I've been watching you from the beginning. If it's Sojiro, I always knew you were trouble, but I have faith in you now. You know, seeing Takemi come out or Kawakami come out, even my boy Yoshida, you know, uh-huh. it's it's so good. I love this kind of stuff in any kind of media at all, whether it's books or movies or stuff. I love the the heroes are down, but all the friends come out. They cheer them on and they give them the, the will to win. 
Ah, oh, it's just beautiful. It's great. You know, it's funny because about 10 minutes ago, I was thinking about this part and then I just totally forgot about this uh-huh. part. <laughs> you get there, you're knocked down, you're beat down, you're laying there, everyone's pumped out. And then, like Matt said, all that ha- happens. I, I love it too. I just love all of my, the peeps, Kafumi and all them. Just, mm-hmm. hey, you got this, you know, treat it like it's a shogi match, you know. Oh, okay, I will, I will, I ain't done yet. And then, you know, you stand up and then the next person stands up. And you're just like, all right, we're about to do whatever that freaking Dragon Ball move is. You know what I'm saying? Woo! It's Kamehameha is what you're talking about. <laughs> but the one person who does it for real, for real, is Joker. Summons his ultimate persona. But it's another giant, massive persona, equal to the size of Yaldabaoth. Pulls out that gun and just... Oh, yeah. Oh, just blows him away. It's just beautiful. Just And it's, it's, it's so cool because you're like the... You know, the Phantom Thieves have been like dark like dark colors and stuff. And so your your ultimate persona is this big evil looking just like just big Satan thing. It looks completely wrong because yeah. of course Yaldabaoth looks like this angelic golden figure with uh-huh. wings and stuff. And then yours comes up and looks like Lucifer and a mask on and it's like, oh wait a minute. Who's the good guy here? What's happening? Well, at the same time, you know you're the good guy because he's just exactly. trying to domineer everybody. It works. It's like Bayonetta, you know, you're yeah, precisely. It's just a big, beautiful moment. I got chills when I played through it again, even though I knew it was coming. It's just that whole ending is built up so well. It's all my favorite things. Ultimate power, friends cheering on each other. Ah, it's just beautiful. And, of course, now this is where the world diverges. In Persona proper, Persona 5 proper, this is where the ending comes in. This is, this is literally where you the get ending, your, yeah. This is, this is the ending. This is where you get your whole... Joker does his thing, goes home, blah blah blah. You get your you get your goodbyes, you get mm-hmm. your thing. And in this one though, in Persona Five Royal, uh uh-uh, uh, it does it just completely changes. Just everything goes. Whoa, wait a minute. And it's so good because it starts with something that's pretty small. You know, it it goes through all the same stuff. You get you know you meet up with Sai right in the middle of Shibuya Crossing right after it's all happened. She goes, hey, you know, we're still trying to prosecute Shido. But we need your testimony to do it, and we also need to arrest you because you're the, we all we all know that you're the leader of the Phantom Thieves, and we we need you. But I'm also going to help you out while you're in Juvie Hall or in prison or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then this is the point where tap 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 footsteps. It's catchy. Hey, I'll turn myself in. I'll give you the testimony you need. Yeah, let oh, him go so home. Good. And I went what. This dude who I've hated all freaking game, you just came and saved my bacon. This is the best. I love Akechi now, even more so than I when when he unleashed his evil evil side, like we talked about last time. And I went, "This is amazing and great." And it was that moment too where you're like, "Okay, so what is happening? Uh-huh. Did he survive that dungeon? And this is what? Well, how are they? What's what's going on? How are they playing this? Mm-hmm. On instantly, I'm like, oh, I'm already rubbing my hands together, going, oh, what's going to be this? What's the story going now? It was just perfect way to bring you into the alternate, you know, section and reality that is to be the new true ending. And I 100% agree with that. But then they immediately distracted me with the the Christmas Eve date that you have with your love interest. Which oh, is like yes, ten times so better than it was in the mm-hmm. original game, because it's a whole day's worth of setup, and you go on the, all the things. And I feel like I don't know why, but it felt like really, like they really polished this moment up. Like it was awesome. And 
for me, when I was streaming it, that was the last thing I could stream. Because when the day rolls over, after that big date and spending the night thing, the in-game streaming cut off. But I was just like, wow, what an awesome moment with me and Takemi. And she's like, she's actually like admitting that she's really fallen in love with me. What an awesome moment. And then you start rolling into the really, really next semester and all that stuff. And we're not going to go there today, but I want to I want to talk about the Kawakami date. <laughs> this one was so good. I didn't expect this to happen. Like you said, it ended up being a whole day of me and her just hanging out and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Super fun, super cool. And at the very end of it, she's sitting there at, at your house in your room and, then, you know, you're sitting there with her on your bed and whatnot. And she says, oh, this is really, you know, I guess I should probably go, but I really don't want to. And you have the option to be the gentleman mm-hmm. or to just be like, there's a bed right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. I totally said that. <laughs> she goes, wow, well, someone's a little feisty, huh? <laughs> And then, of course, shuts me down, but it was hilarious. Uh, I appreciated it. I loved it. It was like, oh, I got to go for it. It's my last chance. Oh, no. She said, no way. Dang. Dang it. I love that you get that dialogue regardless of, like, I'm assuming regardless of who it is you're you're romancing. Because to Mm -hmm. Kemi, like, you know, you're watching the snow fall out your window. And she's like, well, I got to go home, but that's a lot of snow out there. Like, you don't even live a block away. Well, I mean, your clinic is less than a block away. Mm. Like, imagine if you romance Futaba. You're just on the other side of the block, girl. <laughs> just, it's like 10 feet. What an excuse. Like oh, man, I don't want to have to go home through all this snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> what you telling me? You know, what are you telling me? Uh, but then when you choose the option, they, of course, go, geez, I'll pay somebody. Right, some, hold your pants or some crap like that, you know. And it's like, where? Leave me alone. You 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 lead me out here. You lead me on. This is not fair. <laughs> it was cool. And then of course leads into all sorts of fun shenanigans that we're gonna have to kind of story build for you because the main character for all this is someone that we've talked about, but it's been a side character. It's crazy. And we gotta we gotta tell you a tale, you know? There's two characters we gotta talk about. We gotta talk about both of them. Oh yeah, my god. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be and that's why we can't keep going, folks. It's yeah, gonna yeah. be an episode unto itself. So I think that's going to be it for at today's one. Persona. At least no, one. At least one. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm so I am so excited for the next episode or two of the little Persona cast we do because all the stuff we just talked about, I love it. It's amazing. But the new stuff they made is so good. And like I said, it brings in so many elements from another piece of media that I really, really love. So I can't wait to get into the next episode or two of the Persona cast. And if you're looking forward to it too, make sure you let us know that. Send it, send us any kind of any kind of love, any kind of awesome words of encouragement, or just comments, questions, concerns, any kind of feedback at all to the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at thirdshiftme, and then find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us there. And before I tell you all about the old Patreon, I want to hear if all this Persona casting has convinced any of y'all to play that game, because oh, that's been God. the real goal. I just want to drag everybody into the pit of Persona with me. You know what I mean? Just everybody. Y'all need to live in my house. That's what we got to have going on. That's why we do it. So I want to hear, did we get any of you to even try out one of these Persona games? Especially now, because we did get somebody last time. Remember we got Joe Zos to play, mm-hmm. or to at least download Persona 5, and he got like the DLC collection and all this other stuff. So is, has anyone else out there 
Well, I've, if you listen this far, you've already, you've already, you know what the game is, so you don't even <laughs> need to play it. But yes, let us know that because we love the game. We like to evangelize this game because it's amazing. It is true. So if you like that, let us know. Also, hey, if you got some time, head on over to Patreon. We treat it like a little tip jar over there. We you know it keeps uh keeps the bills paid. We pay the old pod beans, all those people to stay active and live, and that way it doesn't cut into the money I'm supposed to be giving to the children for college. You know, it helps us out. It really does. But I don't want to like you know, you know, push you into you doing it. You know, you don't have to. You can support us in so many other ways, you guys. You know, my kids don't need college. You can send us mailbag questions. You can go ahead and uh, go give us those uh, follow subscriptions over on the Twitch. Check us out on Twitter, you know, give us a thumbs up, some comments back and forth here and there. All those good things help us know that y'all are listening and we're entertaining somebody out in the nether. And that's what we love. That's what we care about. That's why we do it. We're here for y'all. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to be here for you in the very next episode as well. That's going to be dropping by the 21st of August. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out. Please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We do indeed appreciate it. We appreciate it just like we appreciate those five-star ratings up on the iTunes. They will boost us up into the stars where we can just pick and patch wherever we want, and we don't have to consume souls and other unsatiable things, you know what I mean? We can do this legitimately. Get us up there so we don't have to do it the backyard way, okay? So many good things in the unsatiable <laughs> things do it the backyard way. Oh my god, everything's great. <laughs> well, you know what else is great? It's closing the show out the way we always do it. And that's by saying. Shut up and sit down.